All right, everybody, it's that time again. It's time for Rick's Rants. It's been a while, and no, it's not because there hasn't been much rant-worthy going on. It's because I've had this list of ideas for some rant items, and this one stuck out as the one I really wanted to go over, but I'm afraid I might offend some people. So I've put it off, and I've put it off, and I've put it off, and I realized I just can't do that. It's time. I have to come out. I have to do it and just suck it up and take the beating. But what we're going to talk about is what I like to call part-time developers. And really, when I say part-time developers, I don't mean those guys are in there working 20 hours a week or reading the four-hour workweek book or whatever it is. What I'm talking about are those developers that every office has, especially, I hate to, you know, as soon as you stereotype, you're going to get in trouble. But every large company seems to have pools of these guys or gals. And these are developers that went to college some time ago and decided that they learned everything that they needed to know, and that's it. These are the ones that get by, and they just kind of do their thing, and they never branch out into something new, and they're never the ones that you end up going to for help with something. So in the great style of the You Might Be a Redneck If, I've got a few clues that might cue you in if you are a part-time developer. If you've never read Programming Pro, uh, Programmer or Code Complete or something like that, you might be a part-time dev. If you don't have at least a couple of books on the shelf for things that you don't get paid to do in your day job, you might be a part-time dev. If you've not been to a conference in the last year, then you're not a new parent. I'll give you a break on that one. You might be a part-time dev. If you've not been to a community meeting or event, a local code group or anything for that is involved with your daily work in the last three months, you might be a part-time dev. And if you also haven't been to a community event or meeting for something that's not part of your daily paid day job in the last six months, I might call you a part-time dev. And if you don't have a place where you have your custom scripts or notes or helpers that you, you've written to help you get things done faster and better, part-time dev. And finally, because I'm a web dev, I got to throw this one in. If you're a web dev and you've only and the only JavaScript that you have running right now is jQuery, uh, watch out, part-time dev. So what am I talking about here? If you notice, all these things are about expanding your horizons and continuous education. There are some careers, I although I think they're getting few these days, to be honest, where you can go through, learn a set of skills, and just go do that job till you retire. Be honest. I went to school for engineering for a couple years. Eh, not for me. I got out. I worked at a tool and die shop doing, you know, good old-fashioned manual labor in a machine shop for a couple years. Got really bored. In a year and a half, I went from, you know, scrub up to I was running a second shift. I was basically a, you know, second shift foreman. And I realized I'm in my 20s and there's no way I can do this until I'm 60. So you're looking around, you're trying to figure out, well, what in the world can I do? Well, guys, I don't know if you notice this or not, but the tech industry moves lightning fast. Just think about where things were at 10 years ago. And here's some more science for you. If you don't know anything about Node.js, Mongo, or uh, let's say, well, everyone's heard cloud, but let's say um, OpenStack. You got to get out there. You got to pick up some new stuff, man. There's a world out there that is constantly changing and moving that you need to be a part of. And the way you do this stuff is you get out of your office, you go to conferences, you read books. And I know that, you know what, the time has come and gone when an employer will pay you to sit at your desk and read a book on something that you don't know about. Unfortunately, that's the world we've kind of gotten into. It drives me nuts. I, you know, maybe it's because I have like this fond recollection of the olden days, but I swear that there, there was a lot more, uh, 
education and training and all this kind of stuff in companies before. Whereas these days, they just want to hire people that know the stuff. Well, people don't just know stuff. You don't just come out knowing it. You have to learn it. And if you're not going to learn it at work, you got to get out and learn it on your own. And that's just the fact of life being in a fast-moving industry like we do. So make sure you're not afraid of doing things that don't relate directly to your day job. It's kind of funny how things kind of shift and change, and you never know where you're going to end up at from where you start. So, for instance, I ended up being a one-man IT shop. I ran a set of Microsoft servers with Active Directory and an Exchange server and all that. I ended up getting and having to do some PHP work on the side and said, you know what, I really like this web dev stuff. Move from there to doing development full-time for a company. From there, I, I learned some Python on the side and went, I really like Python. I want to get paid to do Python development. Took me a couple years learning it on the side, doing projects on the side, and, and getting up my skills. And eventually, someone was like, hey, we need a Python dev. You can come and work for us. So that the nice thing here is that you've got this great flexibility these days to kind of shift your whole entire focus of what you spend your day job doing. And it's all up to you. You can find things that you're interested in and move around. There's so much educational material out there on the Internet and at these conferences and a lot of written material. I'm a big book junkie, as you guys know, if you listen to the podcast. So I understand that the books aren't for everybody, but books aren't the only thing out there. So my rant is about the people that just don't put forth the effort to learn and move forward with things. Oh, it drives me nuts. You know what? If you're a C developer and you go to write some Python, look into how Python's written for the, from the Python community. We have a vibrant community with a set of standards like PEP8, although don't get me started on the stuff that's not PEP8 compliant in the standard library itself. However, there is a way to do things, what we like to call the Pythonic way. In Ruby, there's a way to do things. In you know Java, there's a way you do things. And it's I always really love when I see people writing code in one language that you just know you could tell where they came from. Like, oh, this was a C developer that came over and wrote some Python. You can you can just see it. So along these lines, I want to encourage you to not be a part-time developer and start small. I mean, let's be honest. I'm not asking everyone to go out there and go back to school, but what I'm saying is, some things are just okay to do. For instance. If someone gives you a traceback as an error or let's say someone gives you a product and you get a traceback, I'm sorry, you're a developer. You should be able to figure that out. Um, I understand documentation is you know awesome and all, but sometimes just having the code is good enough. We're all developers here. I definitely understand when you need documentation to figure out how to get started in things, but sometimes it really just drives me nuts when people are using a framework or a tool and aren't willing to go, hmm... I wonder how I can get this to do something that I want it to do. Go to the code. Go look at the definition of the method you're using. See what extra parameters or flags it accepts. I mean, good grief, people. We're writing code. Why can't we read it at all? And then you get people that, you know, you give them a tool, and that's great. They know how to use a tool, but the first time it breaks down and doesn't do what they say it's supposed to do, all of a sudden their hands throw up in the air. It's like, oh, no, the tool's broke. It didn't do what it's supposed to do. Fix it. Just because you didn't write the tool doesn't mean that you can't get in there, get involved, find a bug, and, hey, you know, in the you know theory or the, the spirit of open source software, submit a patch. It doesn't just have to be the open source community. Submit a patch to your fellow coworker. It's marvelous. I have to say, those kinds of things just really set my teeth on edge. But 
that's why we're here to talk about this, because you don't want to be that guy, do you? So the big thing I want to say here is that don't let work limit you professionally. I often hear and I see a lot of, well, at work we don't use this, or work won't let me spend time to play with that. And while I understand that we're all professionals, we, we have families and lives, and you know we all go to work to earn a paycheck, if you really love this stuff, and I find that if, you, if you're not in a career that you love, stop. Go find something else. I, I don't care what it takes. Um, when I went to working in the shop and I went back to school to go back for computer science, I had to take more than a 50% pay cut to go do it. And I understand it's tough and you have families now and all this kind of stuff. But you can't live years and year in and year out doing a job that you just don't enjoy. And the way technology moves, I'm sorry, but eventually, if you keep just one set of skills, you will become outdated and you'll find yourself job shopping at age 50 or, you know, 55 or something rather than in your 30s or 20s or, or early 40s or whatnot. And I got to be honest, I'm not there, but I, I can't imagine what it would be like to be there. So get out of work, you know, do things on your own, spend the time, spend some money, set aside some budget stuff for what you might call continuous education budget or just have fun budget. It's just the line of business that we're in, folks. And so I want you guys to go out there, learn something new, get involved in things that you don't get paid to do and open some windows. Keep learning. RSS feeds are your friend. Go to these developer events. I know in my local area, we've got everything from .NET user groups to Python user groups to, you know, uh, there's a Oracle user group. I mean, it's crazy. Get out to these things and try them out. And don't be afraid to start something if there isn't something in your area, right? I like to get out and work on a project all the time. And we started a local coffee house coders. There's like six of us, you know, anywhere from, you know, anywhere from two to 10, let's say that meet once a week. And it's different people every week because people can't always make it every week, but start something up, check out, uh, you know, get stuff posted on Twitter, meetup.com. Don't be afraid to get out there and be the one to start something. Worst case scenario, you've just blocked out time for yourself to learn something new this week. So with that, I'm going to leave you to sit and think about this and go look in the mirror and ask yourself, am I a part-time dev or am I a developer? So until next time, I'm Rick Harding here with LocoCast.net on another one of Rick's Rants. Rants.